I have to lose this weight somehow. No recruiter will look at you, and I'm Muslim. They used to call me inside the threat and be like, oh, like, what are you, a spy for Pakistan? Don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't listen to the naysayers. Like, it is you versus you, and you got to go do it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Guard to Guard podcast, where we like to promote powerful conversations to educate, inspire, and challenge you to unlock your full potential. Today, we have a very special guest of ours, Staff Sergeant Masood. Sergeant Masood will definitely be explaining his story of why he joined the Guard, what benefits he used, and, you know, different things that he's doing currently in his life. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a bit about your story from, you know, take us all the way back to the start, to how you joined, and to today. I've been in the Guard for like 12 years now, Mm -hmm. Um, going on my 13th year. Uh, But I actually joined the Guard as a bet. And as hard as that is to believe, um, two of my friends who are not currently in, uh, one was Army Guard, one was Air Guard. Uh, You know, one day we're just walking and uh, they both joined and they're like, hey, I bet you can't do this. And mind you, back in the day, I was uh, on the heavier side. And uh, I was like, I bet you I can because I'm a very competitive person. I just started running. And uh, I was like, well, I have to lose this weight somehow because I'm not going to, you know, after I talked to my one buddy, he's like, yeah, you, you would never pass height and weight standards at all. So discouraging. Yeah, no. Right. He's, like, he's like, you know, like no recruiter will look at you. And I was like, all right, just watch. So I was running one day. And as I was running in my neighborhood, a recruiter happened to pull up next to me. And he goes, hey, are you just interested in like joining the National Guard? And I said, actually, I am. Oh, my God. And uh, from there, like, you know, my journey kind of started. And as I was going through the motions, I was just like running every day, running every day, like started going to the gym regularly uh, just to get to be able to the point where, you know, I would pass height and weight, not even like being the best shape that I could be just, you know, qualify in order to like not, you know, just go. Um, And I worked at it for like a month or two. Uh, eventually where I was like, okay, cool. Like you'll be good to go. Some David Goggins. Show. Yeah. I know, right. Um, <laughs> just waking up every morning and running, um, just eating right. And then next thing you know, you know, I was signed up, you know, I picked my MOS, uh, which, you know, originally was a 12 November for you guys that don't know. It's a horizontal construction engineer, uh, engineers lead the way. Um, next thing you know, I'm at the hotel getting ready to get shipped off. What was it that motivated? I know it was the bet that made you join like that. Yeah. That obviously is a motivating factor, but what kept you going? Just for the fact of so many people doubted me, there's many reasons for that, right? Like, you know, I joined in 2011, you know, uh, you know, the global war on terrorism was still happening. Mm. And my parents were 100% against it because, you know, they're born and raised in Pakistan. And they're like, no, like, you're not going to do it. You know, you're Muslim, Pakistan, like, you're going to get discriminated against. Like, they were mm-hmm. not having it you know, along with friends and stuff because they just didn't believe that, you know, like, I could get into the shape that I needed to to get there. I would wake up every morning and be like, like, you got to go run. Yeah. Like, you know, like, don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't listen to the naysayers. Like it is you versus you and you got to go do it. And I would make sure that I would wake up and I would go run every single day, whether it was good for me or not. I made sure that I was at least moving in some way, shape or form. How did you, so you went from basic training AIT. How did you end up getting the police job? Like did, did the National Guard help you out with, like, oh, tell us a little bit about that. I tell people all the time now that, you know, like I'm, you know, doing recruiting and everything that mm-hmm. like, I've never been told no because I'm in the military. If anything, the National Guard has helped me every single step of the way, whether it was me applying to, you know, to Bank of America to be a bank teller, to security jobs at the casinos, to do security, to even working as a mechanic for a year and a half. You know, like like every time, you know, on my resume, 
you know, after my administrative summary, my first thing, you know, is U.S. Army, mm-hmm. right? And it has, like, never stopped me. And because, so, again, funny story, but the reason I became a police officer is because one of my buddies is like, oh, like, I think you'll be good at it. And I was like, he goes, you know, you should take the civil service test and just see what happens. And I, I was like, okay, I'm like, might as well, you know, I'm like, so I went and I took the civil service. Is this the same friend that gave you the bet? <laughs> no, 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 it's oh, not the same yeah. friend. No, no, no. Yeah, so this this guy just, yo, who's this yeah, friend, bro? He's like best. speaking it into existence. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, this is uh, another buddy of mine. He's like, oh, I think you'd be great at it. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Might as well take a test. What's a harm? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm in college right now. You know, like, let me just take it and see where it goes. So I took the civil service test. I ended up scoring very well. And I was like top three on the list when the list came out. Um, but because I'm in the National Guard and, you know, they do the interviews, they see that. They're like, yo, like, this guy, this man's about his business. And... <laughs> Like from there, like it just kind of rolled into one thing after another. And then like going to the police academy, it's just, I would rather go through basic training six times over than go to the back to the police academy. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, really. Um, and that's just because basic training, you're away for 10 weeks. You don't have your phone, you know, well, I didn't at least. Um, and you're just focusing on what you're training about, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're really with those people. In the police academy, you get to go home every single night and then you have your weekends off. So that means that opens things to get in trouble. Yes. Um, do yep. things, you know, you know, uh, you know, be a hooligan and get, yeah. you know, like get in trouble the next day. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, I think that right there was the problem because like you would get done with your like 12 hour day and you would get home and you just sit there and you're like, oh, well, I have like work I need to do and study. But also like I'm home. So like, am I really going to do what I need to do? Right. right. Um, comfortable. Yeah. And then the weekends, you know, you have your weekends, you know, like. Like, let's think about all the schools that we've gone to, you know, like in our military career when you have the weekends off. Oh, at least somebody gets in trouble for yes. doing something every on the weekend time. pass every single yeah, time, every right? Single rather, time. Rather it be AIT weekend pass getting revoked or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Someone gets in trouble on the weekend, and that was the problem, right? Yeah. Um, and for me, unfortunately, I like, I find myself in situations where I'm always somewhat getting in trouble, right? So, like, <laughs> um, uh, but Your true colors come out. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> But like, that's the thing, right? Is it wasn't as like difficult because they're very, very like, they're both, you know, like, you know, the police, you know, police work in general is very like paramilitary, right? Like the training and everything. Um, But the military helped me do that, right? Like CLS, for example. Um, I actually was like last week or two weeks ago, um, my old roommate's uh, brother, I actually saved his life using CPR. Um, and I, you know, CPR barely works, you know, I'm going to be very, very honest with you. Um, but the fact that like I was, you know, just driving around the EMS call came over for difficulty breathing. And from the moment when I entered their apartment room and saw him and was able to see the signs of, Oh snap, like that's it. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's like, he stopped breathing, um, to, be able to bring him to the ground and then start CPR. Mind you, his brother's freaking out, going like, doesn't know what to do, yelling. Mom's going crazy. And, you know, I was able to go over the radio calmly. Hey, this is what I need. This is what needs to be done. Um, you know, and I'm telling him, hey, take the ambu back, start pumping, start doing this. I'm going to start doing compressions very calmly, this and that. And he was, and the last thing, you know, um, my, you know, buddy's roommate, you know, my roommate's brother said was the last thing he remembered was me. Um, but when he asked his brother, 
he was like, he goes, I don't know what you were doing. You were just so calm in that situation where there was this complete chaos. And the army prepared me for, you know, just prepared me for that pure chaos. And because of the military going into a setting and going into the calls and doing all that, like just being in that constant chaos, you know, from the military, because, you know, you get trained, you're getting yelled at, you, you know, like, whether whatever training you're doing, especially if it's like high intensity training, you know, like there's so much going on and you have to be able to like stop, breathe, collect your thoughts and then execute whatever you need to execute. But like I said a lot. Right. But like that happens in a snap. Right. And you have to be able to do that. And like the army, ha- like has it been able to prepare me for that? Um, so like transitioning from that to police work was a no brainer. Um, and like my buddy was right. I ended up being very good for the job. So, you know, like I say this with all due respect to, uh, you know, active duty and all the other branches, but we're I, better. We're better. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm just saying this, I've probably gone to more schools than most active duty people have gone to schools. In myself, I've gone to aerosol. I've gone to senior gunner. I've gone to mountain warfare, you know, like I've, you know, I've gone to, you know, like, like all these schools and small arm designated marksmen, you know, and like mm-hmm. those are the ones I can just think off the top of my head that I went to like recently. Tell me a little bit more about the schools. You listed off a lot of schools that you just went to recently. Yeah. Um, tell me which schools you enjoyed the most, which was the most challenging and how did you get over all these schools? I mean, those are, that's a lot of mobility and a lot of stuff that you're putting strain on, you're putting on your body. Like how did you overcome certain things and challenges that you faced in these schools? Um, so I'll start off with my favorite school. Mm-hmm. My favorite school, hands down, to this day, and I recommend every single soldier, if they have the opportunity to go, go to Mountain Warfare School. Um, it was, hands down, the best school I've gone to. Um, everything about Mountain Warfare School was phenomenal, from the instructors to the training that they gave. And it's one of the schools that I've retained pretty much all the information. Um, and you're just- What do they teach? Uh, they teach, you know, they how to tie knots. I never knew how to tie a knot in my life. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I was tying my shoe wrong the whole yeah, way. You know, like, I never knew how to tie knots. You know what I mean? I'm learning yeah. how to do, like, figure eights and, you know, like, how to start, you know, doing all these, they have, like, 13, 14 knots and rope systems. Like, rope systems? Like, what's a rope system? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, and they're teaching you and you're, like, learning it and memorizing it. You're like, oh, snap. Like, this stuff is applicable no matter where you go. Right. Um, and like that's the, like that course. And then you're actually like, you know, you know, doing like actually like climbing, like, you know, climbing, you know, up walls and scales and stuff. You're doing high elevation shooting. Um, you're doing a lot of rucking. There's a lot, a lot of rucking that's involved mm-hmm. in that course. Um, you have about like, I'm going to say roughly about 55 pounds. Um, but like you're doing a lot, a lot of rucking and physically demanding that was probably also like one of the more physically demanding schools and thank god i was you know in somewhat of shape before i went uh because like that course really opened my eyes to a lot um you know and that course also i met a lot of good friends again that i still talk to today you know and like just feeding off each other because like no one not one classmate wanted you to fail. Like everyone was trying to help each other to pass. Like it wasn't like a, you know, you're by yourself. Yeah. When you took, you know, those tests that you have to take, like you're on your own kind of, mm-hmm. but even then, you know what I mean? Like you're, we were studying every night together. Uh, I mean, my squad, at least, I mean, like we had something called maple creamies together. I'm, I didn't know what a maple cream was. What is that? Yeah, yeah. What it's, is that? It's literally like maple <laughs> ice cream, but like Vermont calls it a creamy for oh, reason. It's like Vermont. Oh, Vermont has like that maple syrup the, thing going Yeah. On. So like yeah. it's called maple cream but like you know 
you wake up and you just be like, yo, I'm ready to go train. So how long is Mountain Warfare School? It's uh, two weeks long. And okay. I wish it was a little bit longer because I would have loved mm-hmm. to stay there. Um, it's at Camp Jericho, Vermont. Um, and again, hands down the best course I've gone to. Um, the instructors are all phenomenal. Like mm-hmm. they climb on their free time, right? Like they, you know, they are climbing. They're going to like, they're going to different countries, training with like different, you know, like climbing, you know, like I think, they were climbing all sorts of like peaks and stuff that we're talking about. And they have pictures of them doing it. And like the whole course, the way it's done is just like, it's like, okay, here's your classwork. Now we're going to put in an application. Like, you know, like, okay, okay, now we're going to teach this actually out and you guys are going to do it. You're going to keep doing it over and over again. So it actually like builds in your head. So unlike, you know, and I have nothing against aerosol, but like, Aerosol is just 10 days of getting smoked. You know I, mean? I was just going to say, yeah. so Mountain Warfare is your favorite. Is Aerosol like your least favorite? I think favorite? Aerosol was my least favorite. And and the reason I say it was my least favorite is because like you learn things, but like, honestly, like it's just a smoke sesh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just 10 days of getting smoked. Um, and like, I enjoyed it because, you know, like, like I went with the few recruiters that, you know, now that I work with, um, Otherwise than that, like you were just like sucking it. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. was classroom stuff that you did and then you would, you know, get smoked and you would do your rock and get smoked. And, you know, like it was and like, I don't feel like there was actual like teachable stuff behind it yeah. because everything feels so rushed during right. that course. It's like drinking from a fire hose. I've it, heard that before. Yeah. Like aerosol just, it's the, it's the hardest 10 days or something like that in the army. Like it, people it, say like, it's just, it's just so, it's not. Physically, like as hard, like just learning the 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 test and like pass. Because so, what's the hardest? Like, what do people fail? So the most? people fail the most on their sling load test, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So when they do their sling load, that's when people fail the most, and people fail their ruck march. Um, the ruck isn't hard. I mean, like it's all on flat ground. So you know, like just know how to. It's ruck. a twelve mile. So right? they do a six mile ruck, and then they do a twelve mile ruck, right? But the way it's broken down is that, you know, like, you know, you go through day zero, then you do your obstacle course and then they kind of start you doing classroom stuff. And then you start learning all your sling loads and you do six mile, then you finish all those tests and the 12 Mm -hmm. miles, like the culminating event. And, um, I think, you know, during that whole time, you're just like so focused on like, all right, well, I need to get my sling loads down. Um, because that's what most people fail on. And, I think like, and there's like 300, 400 people like that go through the whole course, right? Like there's no like one-on-one instructor time with mountain warfare. There was a lot of one-on-one instructor time, um, which again, hands down best course, uh, aerosol, not so much. Right. I mean, again, aerosol is cool and all, but again, like if you get the opportunity to go, go, I'll never tell nobody not to go to school. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, like it didn't really hold any real value to me at least. Right. And other people can feel differently about that. Right. Like, you know, I love aerosol. Aerosol was great. Like, that's cool. That was awesome for you. For me, I got nothing out of it. Uh, the hardest school I went to, I think was senior gunner, um, Mm -hmm. because everything's verbatim. Like you have, and there's no, nothing physical about it. It's all mental and everything is verbatim. I remember a guy, like a, test question like a whole question wrong because I answered it right but instead of putting the Roman numeral four I wrote the number four Mm. the whole question was wrong oh wow yeah that's very yeah that's crazy yeah so there's a very very small very very small it's very very small error but like the whole question was wrong and they have another part which is like the um audio portion Mm -hmm. where you listen uh you know basically you're listening 
two vehicles go through a gunnery table. And you have to know, like, when they hit, when they're moving, what point they're at, all this I was going to say, I don't mean to sound, like, stupid, but, like, a senior gunner, are you learning about guns? Like, I don't... Look- so, senior gunner basically is, like, you... So, ha- like... There's gunnery tables that like, you know, what's gunnery. So gunnery. Sorry, I'm an immigrant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so what gunnery is, is like, they have like, you know, different weapon systems, but you know, so is that kinda, the people on top of the, the 50 cal gunners, oh, right? Okay. So it's a team, right? You have your driver, you have your, you know, your uh, truck commander, and then you have the gunner. Right. Mm-hmm. And, the role is to you go through a table. So it's like a whole course laid out and you start at one point and you drive to a certain point and you fire and you hit the target. But your responsibility as a senior gunner is to one, create the course, get the planning year out. Because in order to do a, like get to a gunnery table, it takes one full year of doing gunnery, right? So like we had to do that whole thing, right? Come up with the whole training plan for a year right. in like two, three days, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, it's only two week long course. Um, and with that, like everything's verbatim, right? And I think that for me was the hardest, like memorizing everything verbatim. Like I think that's the one school where I was up till 12, one o'clock looking at like, you know, flashcards, you know, like going, whoop, whoop, okay, memorize this, okay, go back again, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but that class was also rewarding because like not only are you learning about how to set up gunnery tables and do like, you know, be in charge of, you know, the gunnery, but like you're going through your um, weapon systems. Right. Yep. So that's part of that's part of the course going through the 50 cal, 249, 240, Mark 19, assembling, disassembling within a certain amount. So of what's time the function. drop rate of this? Like, honestly, right. it sounds that like sounds like one of the schools. I'm not making it through. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, <laughs> I'm terrible at like verbatim things. And not only that, but like what's 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 the like retention rate to this like i could not tell you because like i think when i was in the course and again there's small classes right yeah. I think we had like 12 13 people in there we graduated with eight so mm-hmm. whatever the percentage on that is you know um shout out to the captain stiefel he's on this podcast right now he said what's he, up soon oh hey, what's up sir <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so like that's that's one of the things right is um like that course, it, like, and again, you work, you you work together, you studied because you had to yeah. come up with the plan eventually at the end. Um, another hard course, again, and like most recent that I can think of, like small arm designated, mar- you know, small arms designated marksman. SDM, right? SDM, yeah. Because okay. the amount of shooting you do, mm-hmm. I think that, like, and I was like, I, mean, I love shooting. I'm a right. great shot. Like, this is gonna be easy. <laughs> I'm gonna have a good time. And. By like the end of the week, you're like, how much more do I have to shoot? <laughs> you know? I don't want to do it no more. <laughs> like, you're just, you're like you're like, and you're putting thousands. And like in the back of my mind, I think at that point, I was like, I gotta clean this weapon. Yeah, you know, like oh, I, I was like, I have to clean this weapon, <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, ah, dang, you know, like, do I want to keep putting around? But you have to, you know. How right, long? Right. How long is that? It's a two week course, but with that course, you learn a lot of good weapon skills, and you get, you know, you learn about. You know, um, you know, like distances and you learn about mm-hmm. like bullet drop and you learn about, you know, all these other skills, like the effective ranges of stuff. And then it really tests you personally, because like yeah. when you're, you know, when you're like 600 yards out, 600. Yeah, it's like 600 meters or 600 yards out and you're using iron sights to hit your target. And you have to get a certain amount of rounds in per like when it comes to like the qualifications. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. You know, Wait, all right. So Stephen, what was a marine? I know you. You're like not phased by this because you're like, well, <laughs> well, I, we, not, we, we we shoot 500 meters. 
Oh, so oh. you're right there. Yeah, that's but but, but we we don't sides? have iron sights. Yeah, they, they so, use ACOGs. Yeah, so we had so a, that's a whole different. So we had a qual. That's that's tough. that's tough. I mean, there is Marines that I've did me personally that shot iron sights and they were fantastic. So for people to do it to me, that's fantastic. You shooting iron sight from that far of a distance, that's Yo, really it's, really it's hard, and it's not like, easy because you're accounting for wind, wind windage, and everything. everything. Yeah, and you're you know yeah. like you're seeing, and again, like I learned yeah. about like like full value, half value wins. I didn't know what they were talking about when we got there. You know what I mean? That's like, tough. and I remember the instructor was like, "Oh, it's a full value win." And I was like, "What does that mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that means." Yeah. And they're like, "Well, when the wind is coming directly ninety mm-hmm. degrees from your left to your right," and I was like, "Okay, cool." And like, "Ah, oh, this is a half value win. How is this going to affect yeah. your shot?" I'm like, "What does half value mean?" Like, "Oh, it's well, it's nice. coming at a forty five degree angle, yeah. whichever way." Well, well, how is the bullet going to be effective? The wind's coming from behind you. Mm-hmm. It's coming from the side. That's sick. So like, it's that's a, a great opportunity because we have so many people that are like, "I love shooting. Yeah. I love guns." I love weapons, right? We don't call them guns. But, yeah. like, that's a great opportunity. A two-week course. That you're literally getting paid to be out there. I know. And that's the greatest thing about the National. They pay you to go. Like, <laughs> who, like, like, like who, like, who, who, like, I don't know any other organization that will pay you to go become, like, more proficient right. and, like, you know, I don't know if I can say this on packet, but like more lethal. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, you know, like, yeah, that's cool. And, and to become, like, a better leader because, like, like throughout all these courses, you know, like you interact with all sorts of walk of life yeah. and you learn like, okay, like, and you pick up styles from different mm-hmm. instructors, right? right. Like, like what, like, and I think that's for me and like, as a sponge, you know, like I've been absorbing, able, absorbing like, okay, well, yeah. like I like how you did that over there. So I'm mm-hmm. going to take that. I like how you did that over there. I'm going to take that. And like, that's the beauty of like the army in general, right? Yeah. That's that networking opportunity. It's that network opportunity. And not only that, but like you develop as a person. And like, if you don't develop as a person in the New Jersey National Guard, then like, 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 yeah, there's a problem with you, right? right? Like there's not a problem. You're not teachable. You're not coachable. Right. Like it's not the army's problem, right? It's it's like you are like blocking yourself off from, Mm -hmm. you know, all these amazing opportunities. Yeah. So I would say, you know, now that you mentioned a couple of hard things that you did, like hard schools you went to, with those challenges that you were facing, what got you through it? Like what got you to the point where you were like, I don't know if this is for me because I messed up the Roman numeral versus the four. How did you face that challenge to do better? Um, I think you might want to pick that up. No, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think like for me again, it was like, you know, the me versus me thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Because the one thing I say, and you know, and I, and I say this to a lot of my soldiers and like, you know, I've had the opportunity to like, you know, do an E7's job, you know, as an E5 for a year and a half and be like platoon sergeant and, you know, like dealing with a lot of people. But the, the consistent thing that I tell everybody is like, you know, like everybody has a mountain, right? And everyone wants to get to the top of their mountain, no matter what, like you want to get to the peak of your mountain, like you want to get there and that's where you want to get to. Um, but like mountains have obstacles, right? So like, as you're coming up, you know, climbing your mountain um, and you get to, like an obstacle, some obstacles you can get over by yourself, right? That's the me versus me. You know what I mean? Like I'm facing myself. I can get over this. I don't need any help. And then you get to some obstacles and you need help of other people. So facing these uh, challenges and everything, you know, um, one of the things, (laughs) what was it? Uh, So one of the things that, you know, that has helped me through is not only, myself and you know being like hey like i know i can get through this is you know asking for help right because like there's nothing wrong in asking for help right because the people who 
climb Mount Everest can't do it by themselves. You know what I mean? They have yeah. a whole team, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, throughout all these courts, like every single time I hit something difficult and I'm like, hey, like I can't do this by myself, you have resources. So like right. I reached out to my resources and that's exactly what I did to help, you know, and I continue to get myself through like recruiting, right? With recruiting, I ask you guys. Yeah. You know, like I don't come into here and be like, oh yeah, like, you know, like I know everything about recruiting because I don't, I'm a baby. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to this, um, <laughs> I'm a baby, I'm a baby, I'm a baby. Um, but you know, with recruiting, like, you know, Sergeant V knows I'm asking her all the time. You know what I mean? Like I'm asking questions all the time because I don't know. Right. And for me, and for me, like that like is that kind of like the problem. problem. There's an echo everywhere. It's still going. It's kind of messing up when we yeah. do it that All way. Right, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but like, that's the thing, right? Like, like you that. have to be able to like one self-motivate, which is hard. Yeah. Self-motivating is hard now because it's easy to be like, man, I suck at this. I can't do this. I'm just going to give up. That's the easiest thing to do. Right. Like you're just quitting on yourself. Like I'm asking questions all the time. Because but when it comes down to that, like if I can't do it myself, I'm asking for help. And those are the two ways to get through. I feel like any difficulty, you know, like in life in general, right? Like yeah. um, those things right there, like being able to one be like, Hey, like I can do this. Like I got this to be like, Oh, I don't got it, but let me ask for help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like those two things. I think right it's there. such a, like to your point, right? It It's, important to have experience and it's important to know a lot yep. but it's also important to be self-aware to realize you don't know everything you don't. and that is okay like you don't you don't grow by sitting there and be like you people come to me like people i know everything no mm -hmm. you don't grow from that you grow from asking questions yep. taking things that other people do well and putting it in part you of your toolbox your toolbox like, right you, you know, know and like, then like taking things that people do bad and you're like oh i never want to be that leader or i never yeah. want to be that person yeah. so and that's how you become better you don't become better by sitting there and sitting on your high horse and be like yeah i'm i'm the one everybody mm -hmm. is is number twos and threes no I, you're I'm not the, the king, one this is my throne <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean like, like no like that's, that's how, not you how it works yeah and like you have to learn through failure right yeah, like absolutely I, I have failed consistently throughout my military career as my law enforcement career just in general right mm -hmm. but like that failure has fostered a fire to be better, right? Because right. yeah. I don't want to make those mistakes again, mm -hmm. right? Like, again, recruiting, so this is my newest challenge, right? Like, I'm consistently doing something wrong. My paperwork class <laughs> or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like when it comes, like, I'm consistently, like, you know. Aren't we all, man? Yeah, Aren't we all? <laughs> and, but, again, I'm, I'm not prideful enough, right? Because I yeah. leave my ego and pride, you know, like, when I walk outside my house. Uh -huh. And, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, like, yo, V, like. Can you help me out here? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing right I'm now. A baby. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, and she's like, yeah, no problem. I'll help mm -hmm. you out. But like, like that's what means being a good, you know, just like succeeding and just being a yeah. good leader. You know what I mean? Yeah. One, willing to know when like you need help and going out and like getting the help that you need. Yeah. And two, you know, if someone comes to you for help, helping them. Yeah. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Because like if I went to start and be like, I don't know what I'm doing. And she's like, oh, you're shit out of luck there, bud. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. I'm, I'm going to be like, oh, well, <laughs> this, this is great. Anyone. Yeah, this yeah, doesn't help anyone, right? Exactly. Um, which is why, 
like I think I mean our office, uh, Rutgers office is the best office. But you know, hold like, up, maybe I'm being biased. Hold up, maybe I'm being biased. Team Wolverines is pretty good. Team NJC, baby. Team NJC. Shout out to Tyler Frazier. Yeah, number three in the nation. Number three, number one in the state. He might be number one actually because that's not even updated. I know. He got like twenty one in list twenty one, and that's Tyler. I'll be calling Frazier all the time. Shout out to yo, yo. Shout out to Frazier. Shout out to Frazier. That's the homie since day one. Right. Uh, what was he? He used to be my unit before, like he came to recruit. Like me and him yeah, were in the same unit. Think, I don't even think we've 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 talked about that a little bit, but yeah. I mean, we don't. We'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, we'll, yeah, get, we'll, into we'll that. get him on yeah. the podcast next time. He'll, I mean, he'll tell you, you, gotta, you his success. You, you got to get the number one on the podcast. <laughs> so, you know, so, like. so at this so at this point, right? Like you've done all these schools, mm. you you have all this experience. Now you're in recruiting, and you're able to give back to your community, your state, knowledge to Green Phase, your cadre of Green Phase, like yeah. all this. You're able to literally just pass on all this great knowledge the National Guard gave to you to the next generation, right? But what's next for Staff Sergeant Sue? Like, what's so, what's the big uh, goal? What's the something that kind of, like, motivates you, drives you? What do you want to get into? So, um, you know, I have SQI4 coming up, which is, you know, a huge thing because, you know, finally I'll get my little recruiter badge. Here we go. Um, I'm hoping that I'll get to go to uh, SIFDIC to the instructor course because that's something I wanted to do. But the biggest goal is to hit mission because uh, I had a conversation with a certain lieutenant colonel, uh, and he said if I hit my mission, he'll send me to Pathfinder. Hey. Ooh, Ooh right? There you go. Right? Hold up. And More schools. I am a sucker for schools, right? Like, that's mm. how I've stayed in for so long, right? Like, um, and for me, like, that is right now my driving goal, right, um, mm-hmm. is to hit mission um, before the end of this year and to be like, hey, sir, you said Pathfinder, so. Uh, <laughs> hit him with it. Yeah, like, hey, you know, you said hit right. my mission, get Pathfinder. Right. Um, so, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. can you put me in now? Like, when, we, when, <laughs> like, when, when am I going, you know? Um, but, like, for me, like, that's, for me, I'm, like, very goal-driven, right? Like, yeah. you you entice me with schools, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be like, all right, well, I'm going to get the job done, right? Like, I'm, I want to go. Um, but hopefully, you know, uh, after that, you know, just continue trying to, you know, do the best I can in this career field. And if something else comes along, right, um, you know, kind of just go with that. Because yeah. I kind of feel like once, like, what I'm doing is no longer challenging, I get bored of it. And mm-hmm. then I get complacent. And then, you know, the saying, complacency kills, right? Mm-hmm. I don't like being complacent. Um, and, you know, like, you're always your, you know, you're, you're, you're your worst enemy um, and you're your, you know, um, like worst everything really. You know what I mean? Cause like it's all mental. So as soon as I feel like, like, oh man, like our recruiting is you know, like, does not give me a challenge anymore. Mm-hmm. I think at that point I'll be like, okay, well it's time for me to, you know, make a different move yeah, and do something else. Yeah. I get you. Um, and you know, like when that time comes, that time comes. But right now, uh, recruiting is challenging. Uh, so for everyone who's becoming a new recruiter, I'm going to tell you right now, do not feel bad. It is like, you know, like we're all in the same boat together. Um, it like, and whoever is, you know, like telling you, oh, recruiting is easy. They can go shove it somewhere where the sun don't shine because it is not easy. And I used to be one of those naysayers. I'm like, recruiting is easy. How hard can recruiting be? Right. Uh, wrong. I was wrong. I was dead wrong. You know, it takes um, time, man. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm learning that. Right. And, you know, the one thing that I do get to enjoy is pass on that knowledge. Like with green phase, shout out to green phase. Um, you know, being able to teach them everything that I know and mm-hmm. then some, right? And then, you know, with that, you know, now myself and Sergeant V we're starting to teach classes at RTC. So, like, if you go to Rutgers and do RTC, you'll see us there. Yeah. Um, 
and, you know, pass that knowledge on again, you know, and it's all about that. Right. Cause like I am, you know, like, I'm not like, you know, Gandalf the gray, you know, you shall not mm-hmm. pass like with my knowledge. You know what I mean? I will tell you everything that I know and I'll tell you to the best of my ability. And if I don't know the answer, I will find you the answer. Right. Right. Because like, that's the right thing to do. Right. Like yeah. who are we to gatekeep information and knowledge? Absolutely. You know, like how do you expect the next generation to grow? Because yeah, to like, be successful. you know, they're looking to us, right? Like right. we are, you know, especially the, when it comes to RSP, they're looking to mm-hmm. us for the knowledge. Mm-hmm. So who are we to tell them like, ah, well, suck to suck there, bud. You know what I mean? Like, right. That's, that's not right. Mm-hmm. And it is our responsibility to foster that next generation because, you know, there was a point in my military career where, like, I didn't want to do the military anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I was, you know, like, I was a crappy E4. I was that typical, you know, like, E4 shaming my way through the guard, waiting until my contract was over. And I had, when I, you know, went to my new unit um, and I got promoted to corporal, I had some very, very good NCOs in my career at that time that really changed my view mm-hmm. on the military. You are who you hang out with, yeah, right? right? You are your environment, and yeah. I, I 100% believe in that. And, you know, sometimes if you are in an environment where it's not good, create your own environment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go create some waves, go get out of there, go somewhere where you're respected and and rewarded for your, for your hard work. And, uh, you know, going back to the RSP, you know, there's a reason why we're the number one RSP in the nation, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. There's a reason why New Jersey constantly in the top of the charts is because we're actually passionate. And like, that's what a lot of people- We care. We care. We care. We care. D- the little sad violin right there next to it. I mean, really do It's though. true though. You know, it is. Like, it is. You know, like think it about is. it. Like, yeah. you know, like realistically, like we don't have to be there. At yeah. drill weekends mm-hmm. We choose to be there right. That's our own time That we're giving mm-hmm. But like we're passionate And we care Right Like yeah. And Like unfortunately Like a lot of NCOs In general You know what I mean Just like They go to the drill weekends They do what they Complacency need to do kills. Complacency kills Complacency right? right And they go And then they're wondering like, Well how come I'm not Getting promoted How come I'm not Going to go to schools How come I'm not Doing this You know Well I mean Just like do your job and like be good at it. You know, like I don't know right. how else to say it. You know right. what I mean? Exactly. Like, and you might not be good at it, but like ask people to learn. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you think like as a private, you know, little fuzzy going in basic, I would think that I'm where I'm at today. No, mm-hmm. you know, like, but it was the consistent hard work and dedication that, you know, that I put in. And again, I was a shitty E4. And during that time, I was about to get out. But again, like, good leadership showed me, like, hey, like, nah, like, you have plenty of potential. Mm-hmm. Like, use it and i was like okay like i'll listen to what you're saying but it's not gonna work because i still don't want to stay in and now now i'm super passionate about it right like i want to stay like i i'm gonna wait until the army kicks me out at this This point you might as well yeah you know like you You know like 12 in already you know 12 you know what i mean i'm gonna gonna do as long as i can until the army's like Mm -hmm. okay well you know hey you're like 65 years old it's time for you to leave you know what i mean i'm like oh we're not sending you to no more schools bad and back in my day you know like but like that's and I'm like very passionate about it, right? Yeah. Um, because like the guard has so many opportunities that people just don't know. Like they right. they don't use. You know what I mean? Like the VA home loan. You know, like that's something that is huge. That me, episode is coming out next. Oh guys. yeah, stay I'm tuned. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm stay getting, tuned. Getting, getting, getting ahead of myself, but like it's the school, good. right? Like paying right. for school. Mm-hmm. Like you know, again, like you're 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 able to develop your resume Mm -hmm. with the guard and do what you need to do in the guard, finish your degree. Mm -hmm. Right. And then when you're done with your degree and you know, whatever you choose to, you can now become an officer, stay enlisted. Right. Right. Because you know, NCOs lead the way we are the backbone of the army. Um, And you know, 
like from there, like continue developing yourself, right? Yeah. Like yeah. again, every single opportunity that I've had is because of networking and because of the National Guard. Mm-hmm. I would not be where I am today and wouldn't be like the person I am today, right? If it wasn't for the National Guard. Because like mm-hmm. even before I joined, I was a shitty little kid. You know what I mean? Like I was eating my weight, you know, every day, you know, but like, you know, being able to like just motivate myself and again, you know, just look in the mirror and be like, you, you can do better. Mm-hmm. Right. And now I wake up every morning and I look at my son and I'm like, I'm going to be better for you. you right. Know what I mean, like changes, you your know, whole ch- changes your whole perspective on yeah. everything. And mm-hmm. like the people who are salty about the military or feel like they've been wronged in some way, shape or form. How about you look inside a little bit? Mm. Right. right. Let's, let's do a little internal review. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's look and sell, you know, and be like, home oh, do, do, do I have tiny heart syndrome? Is it, is it me? That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Cause it might be you. That's the problem. Right. Right. And it's not always a hundred percent that, mm-hmm. but like change your environment then go somewhere yeah. else. Mm-hmm. You are who you hang around yeah. with. For right. Sure, 100%. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And like, I don't think people realize that like you can have multiple MLSs. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be stuck in your MLS. Right. Yeah. If there's a slot for you and an opening and other units willing to take you, you can go. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't have to be miserable. So now what's some advice you would give to somebody who's looking to get into the Army National Guard as well as police work? What's something that you would tell, you know, the future generation that's going to take our spots, basically? Um, don't let anybody tell you no. Right. Don't take no for an answer. If, you know you want to do the national guard, which I recommend everybody doing. Um, and you want to do law enforcement, which again is a very, very hard job. Like don't tell anybody, like, don't let anybody tell you no, like you can't do it. Right. Because as soon as you let someone else put like, you know, like a, a block in your, you know, like a, you know, a barrier uh, in your way, you're going to let that barrier stay there because mentally you're gonna be like, yeah, you're right. Like I shouldn't be doing this. Right. But like, if you just go, no, like I can do it. Right. I can go to these schools. Right. Like who would have, I would have never thought of would have done half the things I've done, you know, in the military. Right. Or mm-hmm. even in my law enforcement career. But because of that, right. Like, like, and just not taking no for an answer. Like I've gone and done it. Like, and I was literally just going to say like, so Sergeant Shoot is, is literally the type of person like that you're in a room. And there's a door, right? Mm-hmm. And there's four wall, walls and a door. And the door's locked. This guy will knock down the wall. <laughs> I'm kicking that Instead, door like, yeah, he, yeah. He's right. breaking walls. Yeah, like, like, he's I'm, going through. Yeah, like, there, like, if, <laughs> there's no what if or buts, right? right. So like, if, if there's a lot to learn. And there's a lot to, like, you that are listening right now, like I said, internal review, like, take this for what it is and, and like, be that kind of person, right? Let this motivate you. Let this inspire you. And, you know, go and get it. Whatever it is. Just work hard, right? Like, yeah. that's it. Like, if you just, if you wake up and just make the decision to go out and be active in any way, shape, or form, or decide to pursue your, you know, pursue your you know dream or career whether it be in law enforcement or the military and you just put your mind to it like you will become an unstoppable force absolutely right and like that's the biggest takeaway like yeah, you yeah. know because too many times you let people like put a limit on you like only you can put a limit on you right mm-hmm. you know and when i 
was in Mount Warfare. Like, I'm old, right? But, like, I did not, like, I was keeping up with kids that are 21 year old, you know what I mean? 19 year old that are coming in, right? And they're like, this is easy. I'm like, yep, this is easy too, you know? <laughs> but, like, not letting them show that, right? And right. when I needed help, I asked for it. And that is the biggest thing is, like, don't let anybody tell you no. And if you need help, ask for it. It's okay. Right. Absolutely. And that, you know, that's a big takeaway that everybody should take from this episode. You know, don't let the stigmatisms or, you know, different barriers or different things that people have or perspectives get in the way of you being successful. Um, always challenge people if you feel like, you know, it is something that you can do and it is something that anybody can do. Challenge yourself, challenge these people and show them that you can make it happen. So thank you again, Sarah Masood, for being a part of this episode of the Guard to Guard podcast. You were fantastic. You have great advice for everybody. Um, if you see him in and Sergeant V over at Rutgers University, definitely take a picture with them. Tag the Guard to Guard podcast. Make sure to follow them on Instagram as well. Um, you have anything you wanted to add, Sergeant V? Yeah, go ahead and find Sergeant Masood at SGT underscore Masood, M-A-S-O-O-D on Instagram. Follow him. All right. Ask him any questions you have uh, about schools, about opportunities. Uh, you have all these resources. We are a resource to you as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven and myself, the Guard to Guard podcast on Instagram and TikTok now because we do have a TikTok. Um, <laughs> Reach out to us. Uh, Stay motivated. Let's go.